One, two, three, four. Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! It's my screen time too! Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time 2, the podcast where two moms wonder whether letting their kids watch too much superhero related content will lead them to A, jump off a roof in an attempt to fly, or B, become super geniuses who can engineer super suits and invincibility serums. I'm pretty sure those are the only two options. I'm Katie. (laughs) I'm Deborah. And I have one son. His name is Jay. He's almost three. And I have an eight-year-old named Tony and twin five-year-olds named Libby and Nate. Who are so adorable, right? (laughs) They are so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) How about Jay? What's he done that's cute lately? Uh, Well, we just got back from a family trip to Hawaii, and uh, loyal listeners will know that this was actually Jay's second trip to Hawaii. Rough life, kid. Yeah, I know. He he has it rough. Um, And this time, he was obviously a year older, and he was so much more fun in the water Like, I can't just, standing in the surf, pushing him to shore on a boogie board like a million times was maybe my favorite thing ever. Like, he was just suddenly so into being in the waves and swimming, and it was so great. It's just what you want when you decide to fly a ridiculous long way away to give your kid a beach vacation. (laughs) For sure, yeah. So how about your kids? What have they done that's adorable this week? This is semi-adorable. So I am not sure when kids get sneaky or if that is like a personality trait or an age milestone. But like we're pretty permissive with like sugar. We don't really restrict their diet too much um i mean we have guidelines around it but they've been sneaking like fruit snacks which it could be worse it could be better but then they'll just like leave the fruit snack wrapper in the middle of the floor so not not that sneaky (laughs) unsuccessful no and like every time i'm like you can't have another package of fruit snacks because i see that you had one when i was you know doing this or whatever and I wasn't in the room and they're like how did you know (laughs) and I'm like you left the wrapper in the middle of the floor every time this has happened a lot so I don't know if they're slow learners or just not sneaky people which would be good yeah or I don't know maybe it's some kind of trick thing where they're actually doing something worse but then leaving the fruit snack wrapper as like a decoy i don't know that would be next level sneak (laughs) so it could be that they're actually just really good at this it could be i hope not (laughs) i i I think they're just slobs actually (laughs) that's their true nature you know what i have set a really terrible precedent in the car where if jay is having a, a fit I will bribe him to get into the car with fruit snacks. Mm-hmm. And we don't really have an effective garbage system in the backseat of the car, at least nothing that he can reach. So mm-hmm. I've just let him just drop the wrappers on the floor. <laughs> so the floor of the backseat of my car looks 
just like a garbage dump and he'll do it when he comes inside too because it takes him a while to realize that the inside of the house is not the car so he'll be eating something and he'll just throw whatever it is on the floor oh <laughs> uh, i have the same problem in our van only times three. Oh, i bet it's a filth pit <laughs> terrible all right i guess we should move on to our to our topic intro unless there have been any changes to your screen time no although i was gonna post something on facebook asking if other listeners out there are changing their screen time policies for summer break Mm -hmm. because summer is upon us and I'm not sure if we're going to keep it the same be more lenient I don't know well would you say that during these summer months it's important to be flexible I think so yeah I think that's a really good segue into today's topic Stretch Armstrong (laughs) and the Flex Spiders. <laughs> you guys were so bad at segues. We're always trying to work on it, and I feel like I nailed it that time. I just, I got it. <laughs> so today we're talking about Stretch Armstrong and the Flex Fighters, specifically their special episode titled "Breakout." Uh, this is a series on Netflix, and it is based on the Stretch Armstrong toy which I guess was originally released in 1976, according to Wikipedia. And if you guys remember, it's like this sort of like beefy, muscle-bound blonde guy, and you can stretch his arms and legs a really long way. And and that's it. That's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Netflix looked at this toy and thought, hmm, I see a TV series in that. So they have a 26-episode first season on Netflix uh, with this one special breakout. The basic plot of the series, without going too much into the plot of the episode, is that the Flex Fighters are three private school students, uh, and they have the ability to stretch their bodies in interesting ways. So one of them is actually Stretch Armstrong, so he's like the human slingshot. And one of them is called, um, is it Omnimass? I don't know. Uh, oh, shoot on. So his... Feet and fists can get really giant when he wants them to. And then the other one is called Wingspan, and he can, like, make wi- make wings for himself, like flying squirrel, flying squirrel wings. Uh, so this team of teenage superheroes are funded and given support by this company called Rook Unlimited that essentially owns their whole town. And the company's founder, Jonathan Rook, who serves as kind of a mentor to them. So they use their talents to fight crime, but they don't seem to be very good at it this far, which is kind of a refreshing take on the uh, superhero shtick. Uh, The episode we watched today opens with a character called Dr. Cleo, explaining that the viewer will have control of various choices the characters make by making selections with your remote control. So, for example, you'll have a choice like, do you choose to run outside to see what the commotion is with the other students or to answer the call coming in on your superhero goggles? And then you use your remote to toggle between the two choices. So that, unsurprisingly, is one of the reasons why we picked it. We were intrigued by the viewer-controlled aspect of the story, because I had certainly never seen anything like that before. I don't know about you, Deborah. Yeah, I was intrigued by that also. Yeah. 
So this episode uh, is a little more complicated to summarize. So Deborah, do you want to just take us through the general outline of how the episode worked for you plot wise? And I will just chime in if something was drastically different on my end. Does that seem to make sense? Okay, but first of all, I have to say I watched it. Uh Remember, listeners, I am borrowing my brother's Netflix login, and so we just have it on our TV. We don't have multiple logins. So if you're watching on a TV, you don't get the interactivity. That's not true. I watched it on our TV, and it worked just fine. What? Yeah. What? (laughs) Oh, do I have a dumb TV? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think you just need a remote with like arrow keys on it, right? We have like five remotes. <laughs> Are you sure you won't you weren't using like the remote for the DVD player or something? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I watched it on the TV and then I watched it on the computer. So I think the first choice that we had, the Flex Fighters. No. <laughs> <laughs> I so know it's the complicated. Episode begins, the episode <laughs> begins with a bunch of villains in like a villain jail and then they get let out of jail, all of them. And then it switches to the prep school where the flex fighters go. Only nobody knows that they're the flex fighters. They're just these three students. And then like an alarm goes off and they realize that all these villains got let out. And then they have to decide if they're going to go fight the villains right away or if they're going to put on their flex fighter uniforms to get their because they have to use the uniforms to get their superpowers right I don't think so I okay. I think the uniforms or it's just a disguise yeah yeah so that was the first choice that we had so and I watched it with my kids so I'm using the plural <laughs> <laughs> so we chose for them to go r- right outside but then at some point they decided they did have to suit up. So then they did go get their stuff, which I assume if you chose that, you would just get to that and skip mm-hmm. the part where they're fighting multifarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my favorite villain name ever. Um, what did you decide for that first choice? Um, here, let me actually see, because I wrote them all down, I think. Yes, I chose to get the goggles right away. So we made opposite choices, but again, I don't think it drastically changed our experience of the plot. Right. The next choice I think that we that we had was whether or not to push multifarious into like the pit of cement. See, did you not, because the choice I had before that was, do you fight multifarious or do you fight smokestack? And I chose oh. to fight smokestack. So I actually didn't. I don't think we had that choice. See, this is so this is so fun and interesting and complicated. So then I think we ended up in an alley. And I, I I'm talking like we are the flex fighters at this point. <laughs> and that was the intention, right? So at least there yeah. was a little success there. It really gets you more invested in what's happening. Um then I think the flex fighters were in an alley and they thought they had escaped something, but then there were like these scorpion bots that attacked them and then they ended up in I think that's when they ended up and met up with Dr. Cleo okay because then they were like in an underground dungeon and they got a call from Dr. Cleo with directions on where to meet her okay 
And then did they meet up with Dr. Cleo and she was like, we should join forces. And that was just the end. I am not sure. I feel like there was another choice before that. Did you meet, did you ever, did the flex fighters in your version, did they ever meet up with Rook? No, not in the first version that I watched. I actually watched two different versions. Um, But no, they didn't meet up with Rook. So there were a lot of different alleyways to go down plot wise. Yeah. Did you ever, did you get to like the Freak Sisters plot where they have to decide whether or not to let them out? Yes. Yeah. Well, that in the the second time around. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. So I'm surprised because I kind of assumed that, like you were saying earlier, every choice you made would kind of cycle you back to ultimately the same segments, maybe in a different order. But it seemed like they really put together a lot of content for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you find the plot interesting? Was it engaging? It was. And I think the fact that the when you did get the interactive choice, mm-hmm. it like counted down. And it was like three seconds. You did not really have much fast. time to make a choice. Yeah, because if the if the bars go down to zero, it just it just chooses for you, right? Right. You you don't get any time to like pause and contemplate. So it makes it a little bit like a video game where you're like, ah, I gotta push something. <laughs> That's and right. so I thought that was fun. So then I was really invested in it. So having watched the episode on the TV, it was really fun to find out the different choices that we could make and like see parts of the episode that we hadn't seen before right so even though I I was like oh my gosh I have to watch this again (laughs) it was really fun I really enjoyed it (laughs) I have to ask if you were watching with all three of your kids or just two I was and we worked it out of ahead of time the order in which you could choose that is what I was going to ask because the choices were so fast. I was like, I was yeah. just watching it with Jay and half the time it was like, oh, no, what do we, we were too slow. <laughs> there was a lot of like mistaken identity, like the financier of the flex fighters is Rook and he turns out to be evil. Mm-hmm. Um, multifarious. He was like a very scary monster villain bot and he was actually not such a bad guy. No. The whole framing device of the, of the episode was that the Flex Fighters had been wrongly accused of being actual villains, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where it, it was actually Rook, their former mentor, who was the villain, which I feel like is a pretty common trope in superhero mm-hmm. lore. So what did you think of um, our superheroes? What do you think about stretchiness <laughs> as a superpower? Um, I don't know, I guess. I mean, it kind of stacks up equally well with other random superpowers. Yeah, like if you want to be really good at yoga, it's a good <laughs> superpower to have. But it's not comparable to be to like turning invisible or scaling a building or flying I don't know stretchy as a superpowers <laughs> not the superpower I would choose if I got to choose a superpower I guess yeah you're right it's not uh it's, it's not the most clever of superhero traits but it is the entire basis of the franchise I guess <laughs> yeah 
Was it weird to you that they kind of replaced the uh, sort of bodybuilder physique of Stretch Armstrong with this very slim teenage skinny jeans wearing character? Yeah, I definitely envisioned like a He-Man type superhero because Mm -hmm. that's what Stretch, the original toy, looked like. Was a bulky Arnold Schwarzenegger in his bodybuilding heyday. Like that's more what he looked like. And yeah. A, that's funny because bodybuilders wouldn't be able to stretch. So it was a weird, like, (laughs) juxtaposition to begin with. But it didn't Mm -hmm. even occur to me to check if they have started merchandising these characters yet. Like, are they going to start selling Stretch Armstrongs that look like this other kid now? Maybe if it's successful. I did look up on eBay the original toy and... An original Stretch Armstrong in the package sells for $39.99, which I don't know a lot about vintage, the vintage toy market, but that didn't seem like a super high price to me. No. If you had asked before we watched this, I would have said they were probably still being sold. Like, you could probably Maybe buy they a are. new one. I, we should have really done I only research. Look, Sorry, guys. <laughs> I only looked on eBay because I thought of it as a vintage. A vintage thing. (laughs) Well, we're kind of jumping all over the place here with our thoughts. Um, Well, speaking of Stretch Armstrong, have you enjoyed other movies or TV shows based on toys or games, I guess? uh, Stretch Armstrong is apparently a Hasbro property, so that's what made me think of games, too. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, for sure, like Care Bears, Gem... Oh, yeah. Wait, I consider her sort of a Barbie, I yeah, guess. I guess she was like a Barbie spinoff, or not spinoff, knockoff. Yeah, and Transformers were big in our house. Yeah. My brother liked the Transformers more than me. But um, that's another one. And those are still around. Mm-hmm. How about you? Do you remember any from your youth? Um, You pretty much hit all the high points. I, It occurred to me that the list was so long when I sat down to think about it. Yet at the same time, when I sat down to watch this, it felt like crass, which doesn't make sense. Like I have a lot of fondness for the Care Bears. What about also speaking of stretchy Gumby? Oh, you know, did you ever watch that? I did, but I kind of hated Gumby for someone who loves stop motion animation to the extent that I do. I was not a Gumby fan. Oh, how about the movie Clue? Did you ever watch that? Love that movie. That will stand the test of time. It's such a great movie. I tried to force my husband Kevin to watch it and he didn't even make it all the way through. I wonder if that's one that like has to catch you at a certain moment in your life. Like you have to be somewhere between the ages of 11 and 15 or something the first time you see it. Probably. And have to have enjoyed playing the board game, too. Right. Because I don't think it would make a lot of sense if you didn't. I Like, I loved playing Clue, too. Yeah. Have you ever played it as an adult? I have not. <laughs> it's supposed to Is be, it like. Is it fun? No. It's supposed to be, like, really mind-numbingly dull. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is kind of sad, because I, too, wild away many hours with Clue. Well, and I think I really liked it in part because we didn't own it. And so it was only something I got to play when I was at a friend's house who had it. Mm -hmm. So that heightened the allure of it, I think. I think this is a total digression, but like, whatever, let's go with it. Clue was appealing in the same way the Game of Life was, 
where you kind of got to like live in another world for a little bit and like pretend that you were in this fancy house at this fancy party. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. I mean, whose house has a conservatory? (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) All right. right. So, yes, we've established that this is part of a long line of TV and movies based on toys and games, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Now let's talk about the big, really big difference with this show, which was the interactivity. So we talked about the speed of the choices and how it made us more invested in the plot. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you feel about the the idea in general? Do you think it would translate to other shows well or other movies well? I was trying to think of an adult show that I would want to make the decision mm-hmm. for. And I think the one I keep thinking about is Grey's Anatomy, which I don't really watch anymore. But what if you were making like the doctor choice? That would be, that would be to you would get totally invested. Like op- medical intervention A versus medical intervention B. And like, what if the patient dies? Then you're like super invested in it. That would be <laughs> terrible. That would be awful. I would not want to watch that, actually. Well, it would also be great in a big ensemble show like that to be able to choose to focus only on the character that you were interested in, you know, and not Mm -hmm. have to spend all that time farting around with the 80 other characters that you don't care about. Yeah, it might be a good way to watch like a long, long running show like Grey's Anatomy and maybe you get to choose who you follow for the next episode. Like, I want to see Christina. And I don't care about George yeah, or whatever. Exactly. I was I did a little bit of reading about this. And, uh, and apparently in 2014, BBC Three launched an episode of this series called Our World War, which was presumably a historical series. I had never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allowed the viewer to make the choices of a corporal in order to complete his mission. Okay. Which I thought for like for educational and documentary, well, maybe not documentary, but educational programming, that seemed like a really cool idea. How did they do it? Was it on a DVD? You know, I have no idea. Uh, I just know the highlights. But you're right, because it would have to be, you couldn't just do it when you were watching it live on TV. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Gosh, that makes me think about this book that I read, and I don't know the title, and I don't know the author. I think it might have been a Christopher Pike book. <laughs> and this video game played prominently in the book, and the characters were always trying to beat it, and it was like some World War Three type game. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the novel, one of the characters discovers that if they turn on the game and choose not to play, then they win. Oh. That! <laughs> would be a good educational war strategy. Yeah. Just don't launch the bombs. Yeah. Just go home and eat a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Along those lines, it's no surprise that Netflix is at the forefront of this. Like, Mm -hmm. because it's a streaming content provider, you can do things like ask people to pick up their remotes and press buttons in a way that you can't with live TV. Mm Mm-hmm. I did a little bit of reading. It said that they have also done this with a series Puss in Book, which is a spinoff of Shrek, like Puss okay. in Boots, and the show Buddy Thunderstruck. Have you ever tried to watch this show? No, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. 
I tried to watch it with Jay ages ago, and it was just so horrendously bad. I don't know how they're still making it or how they're like investing money in like this kind of technology for it. It was it was horrible. So so far, Netflix has only done it with kids shows too, but it'll be interesting to see what they try moving forward. I mean, experimentation is fun. Why not? Yeah, and it seems like a good way to hook the viewer. It reminds me just of getting invested in it. It reminds me of, um, oh, remember that show called American Idol? <laughs> I think, yes. was that the first one where you voted? That was the first one where you voted, yeah. Yeah, and I think I never called in, but I remember it was so big at the time, mm-hmm. and people got really invested in the singers that they cared about. Or, like, sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, the television morning shows would have, like, which couple gets their dream honeymoon? And, like, you need to call Mm -hmm. in to vote for which couple gets it. It's kind of like those CNN polls also. (laughs) Like how CNN does those reader polls that are just, they're not polls. They're not scientific. It's an internet quiz. And then they show them (laughs) as if it's real Fifty-six people would be Kim Kardashian, whereas only forty-two percent would be Chloe. <laughs> Breaking news! Oh gosh, what a world! <laughs> so, to me, the most obvious comparison that uh, I made immediately upon hearing about the show before I even watched it was to the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Did you read those at all growing up? Yes. Yeah. I did. Did you? Oh, yes. I loved them so much. Yes. They seem so special because we got them so rarely. This was like in the days before Amazon and like easy access to any book title Mm -hmm. you could ever want. So I feel like the, uh, oh gosh, what was that big mall bookstore chain? Was it like Walden Books or something? Whatever. I feel like the bookstore in our mall only ever had maybe one or two they never had like a whole big set so it always felt Mm -hmm. so exciting when there was a new one and I got to read a new one and it maintained that mystique until I aged out I guess yeah we had a cabin in northern Minnesota when I was a kid that was a little remote not super remote but there were like five to ten choose your own adventure books there and Mm -hmm. that's the only place I would read them and I definitely went through every single uh-huh. scenario possible scenario or path <laughs> like every single one <laughs> but it did take a long time to get bored with them yeah because there were a lot of possibilities yeah they were great I really liked the historical ones like about ancient Egypt or like I think there was one about escaping Pompeii it should be no surprise to you that I liked the historical ones at this point <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, So I guess we should maybe circle back around to talking about Stretch Armstrong and the Flex Fighters. (laughs) Did you have any thoughts about the animation style? I thought it was a little weird, and maybe it was just stylized, but it seemed a little slow or like there was a lag to it, and I wasn't sure if that was on purpose or if it was a result of the interactivity um, it seemed a little happy sometimes in the transitions. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, to me, it was just very like workaday animation, maybe even bordering on sloppy, which might be the 
the leg that you were picking up on just they didn't care so much about yeah like the look of it yeah like it was meant to look like hand-drawn animation but I assume it was computer generated yeah yeah so not imp- I was not impressed by the animation. Yeah. Uh, what about the cast, though? <laughs> Did you recognize anyone in the cast? So Dr. Cleo was Kate Mulgrew. Where do she I know that She plays Red from? on Orange is the New Black. She plays, like, the Russian kitchen boss. I don't watch Oh, that you show. haven't seen it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I recognized her voice, but she didn't have a Russian accent. So that was what I recognized. What did you think about the cast? So I didn't recognize anyone's voice off the bat, but I did poke around a little bit on IMDb and discovered that the guy who voices Wingspan, which is the flex fighter who can fly, is Steven Yeun from The Walking Dead. He played Glenn. And weirdly, Will Wheaton does the voice of Jonathan Rook. Do you know who Will Wheaton is? That is a weird one. <laughs> I also like that Steven Yeun is is in it because uh loved Glenn. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm glad I loved he's him doing so something. much. I stopped watching The Walking Dead when when Glenn died. So did many people. Spoiler for The Walking Dead like three seasons ago, guys. Or two seasons ago. I don't know. And then also somewhere in there, and I didn't recognize the character's name because we haven't watched a ton of this show. And at least when I watched it the first time around, my episode was really short. But Felicia Day also does a voice. So here you have Will Wheaton and Felicia Day who are like nerd royalty showing up in this show. It's some serious nerd cred. This is a complete tangent, but would you ever go to Comic-Con as a fan? Mm, would that be your kind of thing? It would be, if not for the fact that I don't really love crowds and I don't really love waiting in lines. <laughs> and I feel right. like that's kind of all Comic-Con is now. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I would happily go to like a smaller con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like an author signing. <laughs> at a bookstore yes. that would be preferable <laughs> well I mean I do love dressing up in costumes so in theory comic-con know, would be right up my street but I don't know I just I don't feel like waiting in lines for things I don't like waiting in line for things and then still having to stand in back and not being able to see things I'm mm-hmm. just I'm too old for that mm-hmm. I don't know would you ever go no <laughs> Not my thing at all, but I read about it every year when it happens. Yeah. I guess that's a thing like Burning Man. Like, I like to read about it, but I I have no interest in actually going to it. Oh, God bless you for comparing Comic-Con to Burning Man. (laughs) (laughs) So should we move on to our evergreen questions? Do you have any other thoughts specific to the plot? I feel like we, we did some disservice to the plot but I think our enthusiasm in talking about it means that like the concept in general really intrigued us so many possibilities yeah (laughs) it was awesome um I did try to find out what other people thought and there were quite a few little blurbs about it on like Gizmodo Mm -hmm. like when the episode debuted on Netflix but I couldn't really find any reviews of it so Mm -hmm. I'm still curious about what other people think besides us, but I thought it was great. Do you feel like that's pretty common with kids shows? Like, we, I yeah, mean, we I don't re- think, well, there's common sense media, 
which isn't really a fun way to read reviews yeah i mean you don't really have vulture and the hollywood reporter doing reviews of the new kids shows right which in our we case would is be good at that if anybody is looking for yes. <laughs> someone to review kids shows we're we would be awesome yeah at it. we're kind of <laughs> we're kind of experts Guys, I don't I don't know if you knew. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. <laughs> so we already kind of talked a little bit about what adult movie or TV show this compares to for us. Um, was there anything else other than the uh, uh, reality shows that you thought of? Well, this is something I've only read, but Ready Player One, it's out as a movie. It's a book also, and the goggles, when you sh- when they show up on the screen and, like, you see how the flex fighters are communicating with each other and seeing, like, a news feed and how they see, view the world, that really um, made me think of the, the Oasis, which is the multiplayer video game that is featured so prominently in that book and movie. I don't really know if it compares to the movie, but it made me think of the book. I have not read the book or seen the movie, and I guess I should ask you if the book is worth a read, even with all of the press that the that came out around the movie, all the think pieces about the sort of underlying misogyny of the concept. I did not read any of those think pieces. It's a not a great book, <laughs> but it's engaging. All it's right. entertaining. Maybe I'll add it to the list. Actually, I think I've been on the hold list at the library for a comically long period of time. Okay. <laughs> so I'll just wait for that to come up. It'll happen in yeah. a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> Did you cast the gritty HBO reboot? You know, I would take a Flex Fighters with any three women. Yeah. I don't even care who they are. They could be nobodies. They could be bad actors (laughs) they could have monotone voices but why do the superheroes always have to be male you're right you're right besides like the one token female i'm tired of it and then we're all supposed to celebrate because hey we got one right (laughs) right i agree i'm kind of how about you uh okay so unsurprisingly I kind of wanted to focus on the comic aspect of these powers because, as we were saying before, being able to stretch oneself into a human slingshot, not the most useful of things. Mm-hmm. So I picked some funny people to be the flex fighters. We talked about John Mulaney a couple weeks ago, back when he hosted oh, yeah. Saturday Night Live. And he actually has a new stand-up special out on Netflix, which I haven't watched yet. I'm like saving it for myself. Because I know it's going to be good. So I thought he would make a funny Stretch Armstrong because he's kind of lanky. Um, yeah, very tall and skinny. And we recently watched Big Hero 6 for the first time with Jay. So I thought maybe Damon Wayans Jr. could be the one with like the giant fists. Because yeah. he's good with a quip. And then mm-hmm. I too thought that we should get a girl in there. But I had Netflix uh, comedy specials on the brain. So I thought that Ali Wong would be funny. <laughs> I just read about her. I haven't seen her comedy specials. Oh my Are gosh. I, again, I haven't seen the second one. I'm saving it. Uh, but I should watch it, watch it soon because she's pregnant in it. She's also pregnant in the first one. Like, 
That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought Ali Wong or maybe even someone who would just be totally deadpan about the whole thing, like Retta from Parson Recreation. Mm-hmm. I thought she might be good too, a good fit. So I want to see some funny grown-ups do a take on these silly private school superheroes. I would like that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> do you think it was better when we were kids? I mean, we rattled off some of the examples of the ones that we really enjoyed. But we did not have interactivity. Yeah, yeah it's a whole new it's world. It's hard to beat that. Yeah. It's really hard to beat that. Agreed. That was... I don't even think my kids had it better when they were kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Netflix, you heard it from us. Keep these interactive shows coming. We're, we're hooked. Yeah. So would you ever watch this alone voluntarily so you didn't have to share the plot choosing choices with your kids? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I kind of want to see how many options there are. I have to disagree with you. I mean, yes, okay. it is intriguing, but ultimately the concept and the characters and the plot they were they were bad. They're pretty bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe I would watch something else in the same vein as far as having the interactive elements, but I don't know that I would watch this alone. Yeah, I have a note that I haven't commented on. And I just was thinking that the Flex Fighters, it feels sort of like a generic superhero scenario. Mm -hmm. Like they had this script and then they just filled in like the names and the powers and the plot points like a Mad Libs. You're kind of right. It could be anything. It was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So should we do 10 seconds on whether this is good for our kids? Boy, if you're watching with multiple kids work it out beforehand who gets to make the choices and then it's not so bad I think yeah I watched this one with Jay like I said and he was really into it now we'll just be watching something else like a normal television show and he'll turn to me and be like what should we do mommy oh that's so cute and I'll be like we don't have an option (laughs) the future isn't here yet (laughs) (laughs) ratings Oh, boy. For the interactivity, I would give it a five because it's super cool. For the show on its merits alone, too. Yeah, it's really hard to come down in the middle. I think, yeah. Can we give it two separate numbers? (laughs) Sure. I mean, we own this rating system. It's trademarked by us, so we can do whatever we want. (laughs) I agree with you. A five on the interactivity. I would even go lower, like a one on everything else about it. I mean, the voice cast, okay, maybe a two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So two for the show, five for the cool interactivity features. I like it. Thanks for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook to continue the conversation. We're at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. You can tweet us with show or movie suggestions or general comments at at myscreentime2. And we're on email at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by me, Deborah, and my adorable children. And our podcast is produced by Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye. 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 It's my screen time too.